right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the IST CrossFit podcast. Uh, the topic today will be things I wish I knew um, when I started CrossFit. We're going to come at this maybe prospective client or even our own experiences, and we'll have a nice conversation here. And I hope you guys enjoy this and, and can relate to some of it, and, and maybe even have some own thoughts of your own. So, uh, with that, I'll send it to Alex again. Things I wish I knew when I started CrossFit. You started after powerlifting, so. I did, yeah. I came from a lifting background. I would say the thing I really wish I knew is that uh, it takes a really long time to get good at all of the different things, movements, types of movements that we see in CrossFit. Uh, and also that if you rush those types of things, you're going to feel uh, a lot more beat up and maybe even get injured than if you would have been more patient and taken a longer term approach. For me... Uh, I came from powerlifting. I was quite strong, decent upper body, decent lower body. And I was able to do a lot of the movements like pull-ups and muscle-ups and that type of thing uh, right away. And I would do them, you know, three, four, sometimes five days per week. And I ran into a ton of issues uh, just with shoulder pain or back pain. I really didn't even have the mobility to do a kip correctly. Uh, And then I would do, you know, 50 reps in a workout of either a toe to bar, a chest to bar, maybe I'd try to do 20 muscle ups or something like that. And that was within the first one to two years. And I just remember coming in, the shoulders just felt terrible. Uh, whereas if I would have taken a better approach, maybe did those movements once or twice a week and done something like, you know, three sets of 10 kip swing once in a while, instead of like a really hard workout, I probably would have had a better adaptation. I probably would have had a better feeling. And then I would have been able to train the other movements without pain. Because a lot of times, you know, I do a big kipping workout and then I go and try to do jerks the next day and it would just feel like my back's going to rip apart or my shoulders are going to fall right off my body. So if I, you know, came back to the start, I would have given myself probably less aggressive goals uh, and then had a longer term uh, type approach. Maybe year one, my goal isn't to go compete. Maybe year one, my goal is to have every movement feel really good. And then year two, maybe I can go compete. Was Something your goal like to that. compete in the first year? Did I, did I force you into that? I, I felt of, like, you know, that, oh, that was the thing to do. My that bad. was just the cool thing to do. I mean, I was competing in powerlifting. I was kind of looking for yeah. something fun to compete in. So that was part of my motivation. And then <clears> kind of just took a, I don't know. I just forgot about my health in a way, my joint health, at least, and only cared about winning or trying to win at least so you did a good job winning though thanks man i mean that that is a really good point though when you say so like health and fitness should be looked at as like a long-term endeavor like it's a lifetime of trying to stay healthy get healthier gain more fitness um and i think in a class setting sometimes especially if you are a little bit competitive or like you follow competitive crossfit like you see people doing things and you just want to get to that point or whatever. Um, so there is a lot of pressure to like, well, if I just do more, I'm going to get better. That'll work for a little bit because yeah, you're just learning things so fast, but especially at, you come off an athletic background. Yeah. But it's like, at what, at what point does the risk outweigh the reward? And I think you, um, you alluded to that where it's like, okay, I was getting better, but I didn't feel good while I was getting better. So did it actually like, <laughs> Was it, it was it worth it type deal? Well, the thing is, is like you train really hard and you just want to keep training hard because you want to keep getting better. 
Yeah. Uh, and then you get an injury and then you're set back. Like maybe it's a two month setback, three months, maybe it's a year. Maybe you never fully recover. I mean, there'd be times where you go to max out, I go to max out my clean. And it's like the worst day I've ever had, but I'm still trying to hit some number I have in my head. And then I go and hurt my wrist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm set back for years. Yeah. And you, I mean, you were pretty set on those numbers. Like I would see you miss, 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 make. Yeah. And I'd be pumped, right? You know, we'd be fired up, <laughs> and then everything would hurt. I mean, so, so I'd be hurt for like a week. By a number, so. I mean that—that's that you're towing the line. Like you, you got to progress. You thought that was going to progress you, and it, it did in some ways, but it yeah. also, I guess, maybe you miss once and call it. I miss ten times, but if you miss once, then maybe admit it's technique, and then you can't make those other attempts. You, you know when you can make it. There was times where I didn't know that <laughs> I could get the bar high enough. Yeah, but I still try. I mean that's. Without getting like too into the, I guess, science or like whatever too. Um, so there's like the physical component of training really hard, but that's also extremely stressful on the mind when you're going for like a really heavy attempt and like you miss and then you like you get into this emotional state where it's like, I'm going to go for it again. And um, it's a really high stress, not only on the body, but on the mind. And um, that adds up over a long amount of time if you're trying to go in and go a hundred percent every single day i think that's i mean i don't want to go off your topic but that's something that probably was my biggest misconception when i came in every single day is you need to train until you like can't you explode yeah like you can't anymore like you You need to go go 100 every day not every day is going to be a good day in the gym some some days you're just not going to have fun yeah, you have to be intelligent. We try to do our best programming that way. Like some weeks are going to be harder. Other weeks have to be easier. Uh, and that's kind of sometimes on yourself to pull back. Like we give percentages for a reason in here, knowing that some things are more stressful uh, and just to, to pull back a little bit because you can't do 100% your maxes every session. You're not going to get better that way, uh, even though you might think that way. And you, you got to have small short-term, I guess, goals monthly mm-hmm. and just even yearly. And that'll eventually lead to you being healthier and, and hopefully better. And you have yeah. to be okay with not hitting the number you hit last <clears throat> week sometimes because we're not, I'm not a pro athlete. I do other things. There's other stressors in my life. Yeah. I might be on my feet all day or hitting two by fours or something. And then maybe I didn't sleep last night because I was hopped up on caffeine or whatever. Uh, and then you come in, you have a terrible day. You feel terrible. You know, you feel terrible. You can't hit the same number you hit last week when you're pumped full of calories and full of sleep. So. And you want to feel, you know, I've said it before, you don't want to leave here defeated. Uh, maybe that happens once and you kind of need that, right? But um, if that's like three, four days in a row or two days in a row, I think that's a bad goal. I think even if you have a good session where you hit just crisp reps and you feel good about a workout, that's better than pushing it and trying to get even more numbers every time. Because um, I had someone say yesterday that the biggest issue for them when they would get beat up upper body wise was uh, going as hard as they could every single session versus realizing that some days they're not going to feel as good because of work. Like you said, uh, family, sleep, food, and, and that's okay. That's part of training and part of the process. I think going back to the, the original question here, things I wish I knew when I started doing CrossFit, um, you're going to have some days that are really frustrating in the gym. CrossFit by nature is really broad in the variety of different skills and training elements. And nobody's going to be proficient at all of them. I found that I was really good at certain things uh, when I started doing training in a CrossFit style. 
and I liked doing things that I was good at. I didn't really enjoy uh, trying to learn double-unders. Yeah. It wasn't that much fun, you know, seven, eight years ago. You saw me doing them. I did. And I, yeah. That's what you I, said. How was your boy? Yep. <laughs> I wanted to be better at double-unders than Brendan. And I'm not, but, <laughs> but, uh, I've, I've come to terms with that and I'm okay with it. I'm still, I'm pretty good at double unders. I'm just not that great when I'm really tired. And, but I think that's how most people are. Brendan's really good when he's really tired at double unders. He's one Thanks, of the few Chris. people. That's the first time you've complimented me in this week. No, in months, <laughs> years, years. Okay. Since you're in yeah. his class. I, I, yeah. I think that's a really good point though, especially with people starting out in CrossFit is they think the skills are just going to happen. And you're right. Yeah. Some skills take longer to develop and than some others. Happen. And, and yeah, and, the, and, 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 and some might just click right away. And, and that's the person that started just last week, they're in the box next to you, might develop that skill at a faster rate. And here I am, I've been practicing this for a year and this person next to me has never done CrossFit before. They just started last week and they're better at this certain skill than I am already. And I'm really frustrated. What's their athletic background? They're, it I mean, could there's be a lot of down to right? genetics. It could be, yeah, it could be a, a lot of different things, like you said. So, yeah, frustration is going to be one of the things people aren't expecting uh, when they walk in. Maybe they don't have real expectate or um, realistic expectations of themselves. I would say frustration is sometimes a good thing, though, because yeah, it can drive some progress. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, you're mad at it. Maybe you put some more time into it. Mm-hmm. You just have to take the correct approach when you're doing that and not go overboard with that. Yeah. Weightlifting is a good one. Like it can yeah. have frustrating days. Technique takes a while. And I think that's what why CrossFit actually is uh, keeps people coming back because there's so many skills to learn. And that's it's neurologically really good for yourself yeah. and uh, rewarding when you make things happen versus going and doing the same stuff. Um, the pec the pec flies and the dumbbell bench all the time, which uh, you you're going to progress in different things. It, you really will. But I think just learning new skills is really fun for folks. So yeah, you're never going to be like, uh, Oh, I, I know how to do everything already. So I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. At a CrossFit gym. Like, I mean, I'm, the, good yeah, at, I'm good enough. So I'm done. There, I mean, there's a huge sense of accomplishment learning a new skill. I would say I was very similar to you. It took me, I would say almost eight months to learn how to do double unders. I put in a lot of extra practice. It didn't take me that long, Joe. I got pretty well. I'm obviously, (laughs) I'm obviously a a much worse uh, athlete and just genetically. (laughs) I appreciate your yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it really boils down to on the jump rope. Uh, American versus Um, Canadians. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that again (laughs) next week on the podcast. Um, What was I saying? But when I finally did like learn how to do them. It was just this like huge sense of relief and um, I felt super rewarded by the work and the time I was willing to put into it. And I think you're right in CrossFit in particular with the high variety of skills, that is a component of what keeps people coming back because um, I'll be honest, I had done a lot of other like training and lifting before and I was way more proud of learning how to do a new skill than putting five pounds on any single lift I had ever done in my life yep. because to me it was a way different challenge and that challenge was more rewarding and that is still can continues to this day to be a, a, a big component of why I enjoy doing CrossFit is the continued evolution of trying to get better at the skills and trying to just refine them and get them a little bit better. Um, so nice. even though I probably whipped myself 
500 times. And I think the, a lot of people the can relate to that. I was like, the same way. The I mean, jump rope. When I was learning them, Chris would have seen me at back in the old days. Some, we still have the one rope with a plastic handle. Yep. That, I'm surprised it's still in one piece. It's a beaded rope. Um, but it took me a while. And yeah, consistent, consistently got better. And then I could beat Chris finally. So um, I guess the things I wish I knew, honestly, I got into it was not to look at social media and watch the YouTube and, and the CrossFit games and try to do all of those workouts. Now, I think maybe that comes back to not going 100% every session, but I just thought I had to do all these workouts and just kill myself uh, to get better. And if I would have known that there should have been more of like a model to progress instead of just throwing all this random stuff at me because I saw it on the internet, I think I maybe would feel better at this point of my career. But um, that's also tough to know. Maybe that helped me develop the capacity now. So, um, But I think social media, especially nowadays, can hinder some new folks coming in and also be a, a good thing. But because they see these people doing these movements and they think they have to do them right away mm-hmm. versus knowing that those people took so long to get them done. They might have been yeah. training for six years. Yeah. Or it's, ten. it's definitely two sides of a coin where I would say that be aware of when you're on social media, they're posting it because it's a highlight of their yeah. training. They feel proud of it and they want to share it with the, with the world. Um, not not every part of anybody's training is always going to be a highlight. Um, on the flip side of that, I think some things that are happening in the CrossFit realm are inspiring to people. So I see some benefit to like getting someone into yeah, the gym. Get, getting they some, saw it. yeah. Um, but I would say I I lean more towards social media. Definitely plugs CrossFit in in a small box as far as. Um, it's all about hitting the biggest lift possible. It's about like what clothing I'm wearing or maybe not wearing or like, it's just, it's, it's sometimes, it's sometimes frustrating because, uh, that was for me, one of my biggest misconceptions too, is like every CrossFitter acts a certain way type deal. And I think social media, I don't want to dive too much into that, but so, bars. yeah, yeah. Or slamming bars or like slam bars, right, Chris? Yeah, or like all, you're slamming your own bar, empty bars. Yeah, yeah, not my. So, <laughs> um, to kind of piggyback off your point, there's a component of social media that's good where it's inspiring, and I think for you, obviously, like those workouts challenged you at that point, and yep. and it drove some kind of adaptation. Like you got, really I did, good. Fran- I did like, fantasy land. Yeah, like, which if <laughs> that's a that was like. Three sets of Fran, twenty one fifty nine. Fantasyland. I did Fantasyland when it came out, <laughs> and all these games workouts. I was just getting just destroyed, you know, yeah. especially back in the younger days. Yeah. So, well, I, I think something uh, to go along with that is probably what a lot of people face is just comparing yourself to others. So, if you know you're looking at social media and you're not drawing motivation or influence from it, and you're just like, "Man, that guy's way stronger than me. I gotta get better." Or, that guy destroyed my time. I suck. Mm-hmm. That's probably very negative. And or I, I have to look this way to be good at CrossFit. Yeah, maybe it's not even That's social media. T- Chris kind of talked about it. You know, I come into the gym and all I'm doing is looking around. I'm like, man, that guy's way better than me. He's only been here a day. That, you know, that kind of stuff. Then you got to sit down and be like, what, why did you get into this? What's your main goal? Yeah. You know, versus exactly looking at that. Like, are you here to beat everyone in the gym or do you just want to get better yourself? Yeah, it it should be from an individual perspective. Do I feel healthier, move better, and feel better about myself 
than I did yesterday like, or a week ago or a month ago. Do I feel better than last Or does it feel year? better yeah. or, or even look a little bit better? Yeah. Like yeah. You got to just take a step back on some of that stuff. And, but I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Not comparing. And, um, what else do we touch on? We touched on, it takes a lot of years to progress. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think that coming back to that, it's just, I think the biggest thing that I wish people knew is, and then now, now when you've been doing it for a year or two years, you know that and how special it can be when you finally learn a skill or yeah. PR after years of practice, because it's not going to happen after one week, two weeks, three weeks. And unfortunately there is a com- component of, so all of us, we all went to the same schooling, essentially like we all got our degree from Scholastica, our, our grad degree anyway. For me personally, something that I have been told about CrossFit is it's 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 random and like it's just like we do, do have you, a very you, biased you, professor. You do you do whatever any very single, biased. Yeah, he was a powerlifting. <laughs> uh, what, what's the word? Diehard, maybe. Yeah, um, that was the only way. But then <laughs> I started here as an intern, and I realized really quickly I'm like no these people are getting better and they're getting stronger and they're staying safe because you are taking some kind of programmed approach to development. Like maybe a long-term, a long-term, a long-term, yes, a long-term approach to developing, developing those skills. Like there's a reason why we utilize our core skill for jump rope or toe to bar or like to progress those skills because we rely, we realize that, for a very, very small percentage of people, you're going to be able to walk in the gym and do it. Yeah. Others are going to have to practice. And that's what it's for. Um, and also when it comes to like getting stronger, like there is a very small percentage of people, you can give them the most random anything and they're going to get better. But we are generally, we're not machines. So we need to have some kind of approach to how we're actually going to want to get better. So, um, it would be easier though if we just were like looking up spicy wads on Instagram and then we did them. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's a that big, one that would be way fun. less effort. I mean, it would spicy yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just look for the hardest one. Yeah, and you go. But there's no reason. Yeah, there's no rhyme or kill reason. everyone tomorrow. Yeah. They're gonna hate it. And you yeah, put and it on the board. I mean, and we could dive into programming that way. Yeah, that's yeah. not the goal. I mean, coming off the one mile bike. I mean, that's maybe not the best. Thing well, say, I mean, I guess yeah. At least you never post about it on Instagram. That's true. Unless you got like... If it was handstand, push-up, handstand, walk, pull-up, and snatching, you probably would. Yeah, that's way cooler. Yeah. Well, maybe. More followers. <laughs> One of the things, I think, from a client perspective, things I wish I knew when I started CrossFit. Not all CrossFit gyms are the same. Yeah. They're that, all, that's kind of what I was trying to segue different. into is... Everyone's different. I realized as an intern... Because I, I didn't even start doing the classes when I was an intern. I wanted to wait to make sure that this was something that I actually felt like, obviously it looked fun. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, I might like give it a try. But then I actually saw like people like were getting better. People were having fun, staying healthy. And I'm like, okay, there's actually some rhyme and reason to why people are doing this. And then I started doing the classes and I realized like, Oh, if you do this the right way, like it's just like any other strength and conditioning program. And in, in a lot of ways, it's just, in my opinion, more fun because you get such variety. And it was fun because of how we did it here. Yes. But, you don't get but the same not all at every gym. They're not the same because I know Alex was kind of taking 
just like a tongue in cheek approach to it, but like, and I don't want to knock any, anybody in them taken personally, but like, um, you might go to a different gym, like if you're traveling or whatever, and they might just have a workout written on the board and you're like, oh my gosh, like, where did they get this from? They might've pulled it from. Well, it might be uh, one of the games workouts, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. I saw a gym that had two of the games workouts posted for a Saturday workout, which might be fun for a game exactly. games athlete. Yeah, actually, I, those guys probably got beat up too from that. Yeah, very badly. Um, yeah, but and and like yeah, we're not knocking it. It's just different approaches and different experience, different experiences. You know, and, and back to that, I've been to a gym before, and it's like coming Saturday, and we're just looking up on the phone to, to put a workout on the board instead of a programmed approach to what you did the week before what you did that week, how everyone's feeling going into that Saturday. The movements you've done. The movements yeah. you've done, the movement patterns you need to hit and not hit. So uh, that can kind of be an issue. And I think we do a good job of that. And, um, and, and it's it's our full-time jobs. This is our profession. It's not kind of a, and that's not to knock anyone that does it because they love it. But, you know, this is our profession and we feel like we've, uh, we take it seriously. So most of the time we take it seriously. Not if you're around noon class and some of the other conference, right. the biggest offenders. <laughs> but we, we all do love our job. We, yeah. It is a career, like Brendan said. We take it serious and we try to be the best we possibly can. And it's something we're doing every day. And we collaborate every day mm-hmm. and we love being around each other. So it's, it's um, I think you get a really good outcome when you're in that type of environment. I guess one other thing I wish I knew, and coming, coming back to your first point about getting banged up, that does happen a little bit. Right to everyone who takes exercise, and I think you guys would all agree, and everyone listening probably agree. If you take exercise or whatever you're doing seriously, whether it's a baseball pitcher, whether it's a marathon runner, whether whether it's a mountain biker, and you put your heart into it and want to get better, there will be bumps and bruises. Whether it's a sore knee sometimes, uh, a little dinged up shoulder, uh, and that's when you need to know to back off a little bit. Uh, and that was kind of a big thing for me when I started. I didn't know when to back off and kind of take down the weights and throw away some movements for two to three weeks and then come back and revisit them. And it doesn't mean so, you quit. Exactly. That's a, There it is, yeah. You just have to reduce the volume or intensity. And that goes along with, like, comparison. Like, you watch all these CrossFit Games athletes posting. They're working out three times How a much day. Volume? They're doing just crazy stuff. I tried to do that stuff early on, and for me, quickly found Didn't out that you. definitely does not work for me. I'm a lot better at one workout a day for about an hour or two have a couple rest days a week and in that I mean that's when I'm eating a lot sleeping a lot if I'm not eating a lot and sleeping a lot I might even train less than that and that that might I mean your approach might not work for someone else exactly. body type and also their job what they're doing you know they're not maybe on their feet at their job maybe they have the ability to train Just all the time. previous sports history yeah you know lots of different things to take into account so yeah any other comments um, I, I guess one, thing, I think one thing to actually piggyback back on that is I remember being around regionals and seeing on social media, the volume other competitors would put in. And I just got rid of all CrossFit related stuff on my social media. So I didn't feel the need to have to do that or feel pressured to get more work in to be better. Uh, maybe that's just a person, personal anecdote. that's no one else sees, but I know I did that. Yeah. But, I think probably I guess the last one for me on this topic anyway is um, and, th- and this goes twofold so like 
when I was coming into CrossFit, recognizing that CrossFit is not the CrossFit Games. And then in addition to that, when I started coaching and becoming a little bit bigger component of the gym, having people come tell me that, you know, I'm nervous to do the class because I don't think I'm actually fit enough to do CrossFit yet. Those two things, I think, kind of interlap into each other because there is this perception versus reality. The way CrossFit is actually written to be done is it is for everybody because of the benefit of scaling and modifications and with good coaching, that communication and dialogue one-on-one, that allows everybody to get a good workout. And you can get the same intensity. Yes. Um, Which drives the results. Exactly. Um, Repeatability. Yeah. What did I say? (laughs) Just got marbles in my mouth. (laughs) Repeatability. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah. so um it is for everyone. It it is for everyone and the reason why like you can even look at people that like have gotten to the games or whatever like obviously they're they put in years of work and genetically they have some good things going for them but at one point they were the person in class scaling and modifying and having to spend time learning how to do skills. So just because the end product is what you see them doing at the CrossFit Games does not mean that they've been doing that kind of CrossFit their whole life. Um, and I, I wish that that is a conversation that like everybody who came into the gym that I've had to have that with would understand. But um, for some people, it just takes them seeing how we do the class type deal to realize like, oh, this yeah. I can do this. And, and then no, which I know we're talking more, but... <laughs> <laughs> and just knowing that this has uh, got his finger on the trigger, yeah, he's you're like, ready this to has stop. Just, um, <laughs> just knowing that even as you get better scaling, you don't have to always push to get like the top not like the top weight or top number of reps. Scaling can happen at any level. Um, maybe you just can't quite hit that weight for the day. You can always pull back and scale to preserve the intensity of your workouts. Yeah, like when my shoulders hurt, I should have probably just done strict yeah. pull ups or ring pull ups, and yeah. I was too in my mind to not do that <laughs> yeah i mean I'd, i've scaled workouts with weight i remember going against yeah. you on some stuff i just scale the weight because i'm just going to be looking at the bar my intensity is not going to be how it was supposed to be or worse you could get hurt yeah that sucks yeah that sucks but um i guess to conclude here again i think our biggest two takeaways from this are for you guys to think about and with things we wish we knew is that now we know progress takes time I would say, I mean, it could be different for everyone, but be patient with it and to not always think you have to go 100% every workout. Um, and I think those are two key takeaways that you can think about if you're not feeling great on the day, dial it back a little bit and still feel good leaving the gym. Um, yeah. Any last points, Chris? I think working out with uh, your peers is a lot more fun than people expected. Working out with other people is a lot of fun. Working out on your own. Working out can be fun. Yeah. Some people don't even know that. Yeah, it's it's actually a lot of fun, uh, and it's not as fun when you try to do it by yourself. So that's a good way to end it. Um, thank you for the wisdom, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> that comes with experience. <laughs> uh, so again, thanks for listening. If you guys ever have any ideas, let us know. We're always we would like to talk about stuff uh, and give you guys the content you'd like to hear. So uh, have a great day, and thank you so much for listening.